All right, guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. What's up, guys? And uh, tonight, we're just going to give you a little uh, what's new in the car show kind of happenings, and uh, then get you right back into the Nate Thompson podcast, the second half of that one. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning into that. It, uh, it was a fun one to record, and even more fun to listen to, so want to say thanks everybody for listening so in car show stuff coming up june 3rd is a saturday beecher city farmers market is having a car truck and motorcycle show this is going to be their first year um, it's at the park in beecher city and registration is at 10 a.m prizes are awarded following judging there's welcome bags including dash plaques to the first 50 registered so there's two plaques to be awarded in each division and then also best of show prizes for cars, trucks, and motorcycles and people's choice. Uh, there's a $20 registration fee and the proceeds go to the Cluthy Center. So there is several categories, cars from 30s and 40s, 50s and 60s, 70s and 80s, and then 90s to present. And then the same year ranges for trucks and then again for motorcycles so they're trying to get this one off the ground um i know a lot of the people putting it on and i think it's going to be a pretty good pretty good show so i'm gonna try and make it over there for that <clears throat> jetco's even doing some swag for that event so sweet sweet uh the next one is the green up cruise night was supposed to be for march 12th not march may 12th and it got postponed, I think, due to rain. It is now June 9th. And they have a burnout contest, don't they? They do have a burnout pit, it said. Okay. Historic downtown green up. Bring your street legal vehicle. Uh, the burnout pit will be located at the same place it was last time. I'm sure it'll be hard to miss. Uh, all laws apply and no reckless driving. They have a Facebook page. If you want to check it out, it's called Green Up Cruise Night and Burnout Pit. Cool, cool. So that one's always fun. I like to sneak over there and uh, if you get over there early enough, you can have a pizza or whatever at the pizza place and typically hang out and see quite a few nice cars over there. So then following that one on Saturday, June 10th, is the St. Jude Dash and Bash Car Show. This is put on by the Sullivan Street Machine Association. They do several car shows up in Sullivan every year. And uh, this one is from 10 a.m., is the registration, then it goes from 11 to 1.30, and then 2.30 is the awards. It's in the park, the Wyman Park in Sullivan. All vehicles welcome. Typically, uh, quite a good group of guys up there. There's quite a few Mopars up there, and then obviously every other brand as well, but there's uh, typically a really good showing. The the Sullivan Street Machine Association, they, they put on a pretty good show. They've done some races up at Coles County before, and they typically put on a good show. So if you can make it for that one, it's going to be a good one. And then my personal favorite for the year is the T-Town, which on Facebook is called the Tutopolis Cruise Car Show. And uh, everybody just calls it T-Town Cruise Night. And it is June 16th, which I believe is a Friday. Uh, National Anthem starts at 7 o'clock, and they have all kind of uh, alcohol sales at the KC hall and a burnout pit. And it's just a ride. It's such a good time. It's, uh, it's historically been a major fundraiser and, uh, there's a 
really, really, really good cruise route they put on. It gets better every year. And then you, if you choose to, you can roll through the parking lot of the KC Hall, or sorry, the Teotopolis Event Center. And uh, you can do a burnout there, and then they have prizes for best burnout and, and all kinds of stuff. So that one's, that one's one you should not miss. Put it in your calendar. I'm going. Dozer's going. Everybody who's anybody will be there because that's the best one. And then something we, I don't know if we've talked about that much. We used to go to them and then now we don't, but some people have been going to them again. It's kind of becoming a thing is in Effingham, they have the Thursday night thunders. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got the list there. June 1st is at the orchard. Okay. I'm sure that'll be a good time. June 6th is at Buffalo Wild Wings and August 3rd is at Pinkies. J- July. You, it's once a month. Sorry. Yes. July. Reading comprehension. Um. Yes, June 1st, The Orchard, July 6th, Effingham Buffalo Wild Wings, August 3rd is Pinkies, which is out by the lake, and September 9th is the cruise night at Village Wine. And uh, if you, they hand out like a little business card, and if you get your card stamped at all the Thursday Thunders, and they put you in a drawing to win, um, the last month we had it there at the Gabby Goat, and they gave away probably close to a thousand dollars worth of prizes just as a door prize you just walk up get a ticket throw it in the little tumbler basket and then throughout the night they draw tickets out and just give all kinds of stuff away so um well if there's nothing else those are we'll get right back into the yeah, we'll, uh, transition right back in so thank you guys for coming back i know this the first half was probably my favorite episode to listen to so hopefully the second half does delivers the same so All right, thanks a lot. Buckle up. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. So so (laughs) I want to get back to little fat Andrew Dial in sixth grade. They take us to space camp. Okay. Is that just propaganda? A hundred percent. Is that whole thing? Did we, I do all that fundraising to just be propagandized? <laughs> I I would say so. Oh my! I mean, you know what my favorite. My I never went to space camp, but we had Star Lab. Oh, well, you're the gym. too you're too poor to go to space well, camp. Well, Matt Toon was a poor town. <laughs> Still is. We had <laughs> only the rich got the best propaganda. Okay. Upper, upper middle trash white class. Up, upper middle class white trash. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, at the grade school in Mattoon, we had Star Lab. It was a big inflatable igloo. Nate's got one of those. He keeps his motorcycle in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. That, so, yeah. That was propaganda? I guess. If, if Surely flat, it was. If Flat Earth is a thing, then yeah. So, anyway, like the other. So, I, I guess there's different Flat Earth theories or like different spinoffs of it yeah, because there's a bunch of them so but it's not like i don't see things that make me question even the flat earth thing where you know the other day i was driving back here from shelbyville and the sun was just coming up and i could see the sun illuminating the bottoms of the clouds and as as it came over the clouds the the illumination on the bottom of the clouds went away and it illuminated the tops of the clouds and that and I was like, oh, how the hell does that work? If this is it, not fitting into my confirmation bias. Well, well if this, if this <laughs> sun, it's not even a bias, I'm just it's a it's a it's a quest for truth, Dozer. I understand. <laughs> if the sun is rotating around the frisbee, 
then you would well, still have that same effect. It's like this. Here, I'll show you on my flat earth clock. <laughs> Nate Thompson, I don't subscribe to flat earth fully. Also, Nate Thompson. I have an app. I have a flat earth app. <laughs> This has got to be good. <laughs> it's cranking it up. <laughs> you know, this is... Yeah. So, so there's the other side. So the sun, the sun takes a route around until it goes all the way around. I'll be dipped in shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's is, having a moment over here. This is... Can I get this on a wristwatch? Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, he's deep. He's this he's is, gone. This is intriguing. Wow, I cannot wait to see my TikTok algorithm after this podcast. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, did <sighs> did you hear that, Google? All right, it got it. All right. Oh, I I had more to talk about, but I just after the app, it was. Just gone. Just gone. So anyway, is there like the Antarctica thing? Like mm-hmm. I've I've heard a couple. Like there's like a portal there. Is that is that a flat Earth thing or is that a different thing? Uh, I don't know that much about portals. Uh, I remember watching some stuff on Discovery Channel where the Nazis came up with like time traveling portals because that's what Hitler was obsessed with. But so I have a theory as well. After that, I don't know. I have a theory that they put the shit that's going on in movies. So that way, whenever you discover it and accuse them of doing it, they're just like, no, that would only happen on TV. Like, <laughs> like, like idiocracy. Yeah, like idiocracy or the COVID thing, like the COVID thing or the wreck in um, Ohio, all movies before it happened. Right. And Soylent I, green. Yes. I'm a big, ew, <sighs> yeah, now they want you to eat bugs and stuff, but I, I'm a big fan is whatever they're doing to you. They put it on TV. That way, when you're like, "This is happening," people are like, "No, nah, man, that's that's just on." TV. You just you just watch that in a TV show or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that's that far off because there's a guy right now. He's on Fox News, and he he is coming out as the the Clinton family fixer. So he's like, you know, yeah, I did the bribes and I did this and I did that. That guy will be dead soon. I don't think so. I don't. Okay. I, I think it's a complete cover up because like. People would be like, oh, finally, we get the truth. But uh, the 160 people that have been murdered. Unalived. Unalived <laughs> from the Clinton family bodyguard and advisors and, and you know, close friends. And and that, that, that Clinton family murder list, it makes that obsolete now because people are going to look at this guy and be like, okay, well... I believe the bribes thing. So the murder stuff probably isn't true. So now you can dismiss all the really, really horrible stuff. And you'll only take this stuff because this guy came out and said, that's all there really was. So it's kind of a, if he was going to come out and talk about the bribes, why wouldn't he talk about the murders if they were real? Right. So now it's a smoke and mirrors thing. Like, nope, nope, nope. Look over here. Look over here. There was no murders, just a couple bribes. Like he's a fake whistleblower. He's blowing a whistle on, on the wrong thing. Right. In the meantime, there's still girls in prison that said that they snorted cocaine and had sex with Bill Clinton in the governor's mansion when they were 14 years old. Yeah. They're still in prison today. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So 
What about... Uh, Did you know it's statistically more likely you'll be killed by a Clinton than a shark? <laughs> statistically fucking fascinating <laughs> statistically speaking Nate's like Google on that later no I'll take it as fact right now <laughs> I heard it on TikTok I mean I don't know that's I think that's why they're wanting to I think that's why they're wanting to shut it down I mean there's a lot of stuff I mean you can spread information and disinformation on that app so fast it'll make your head spin yeah and i mean that's that's a good anybody not like so everybody even though everybody knows that this app collects a shit ton of data facebook twitter all these apps you click on the button because if you want to use the app you got to submit your agree to the terms of service yeah it's going to turn your microphone on it's going to turn your phone on when you walk around your house it's going to record the items in your house they're going to be listed for sale first on your google page it's going to listen to what you talk about. Like the most obscure thing that I even remember was I was me and Rod were driving to Louisiana and I saw an RV that had this big rack on the back of it that a Harley was sitting on. I was like, I wonder what that rack is called that you can put them that's strong enough to put a motorcycle on like a regular two inch hitch. <clears throat> sure enough, Three seconds later, it's on my Facebook page in an ad of this rack that you can put your motorcycle on on the back of an RV. And I was like, hey, mother. Well, <laughs> but what's your other option? You're like, well, I really want to, you know, see memes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess go ahead and listen. <laughs> so I can't give up my memes. So I mean, it, it is with there. There is no question that they're listening, and that's fine. And and I fully believe that it is primarily for the purposes of marketing and trying to sell things. I I fully believe that ninety eight percent of it is for that. I'm sure two percent is data collection. But what comes with that? Now you're you're playing off of desires, fears, uh, every emotion a human being can have. Well, that's that's is what there, is there? Can there be too much capitalism? Can well, there be too much freedom? Well, that's what that's what makes TikTok oh. such a dangerous drug because it is it is specifically tailored to the human attention span. Like as far as I like, think it's training the human attention span. Well, for sure. But like, you ever you ever take a phone away from a kid? They scream like it's like taking crack Mary. away from a crackhead. Like, or, or worse, yeah. yeah we, start... we, gro- we grounded my five year old from TV, <laughs> and it looked like a drug withdrawal. I mean, I it bet. Was... It, what what do, how are these kids going to survive? They have the attention span of a freaking walnut. They can't do it. <laughs> they they literally. They cannot even they can't even sit and watch TV. They have to watch TV while they play on their phone. Guilty. Is there anything more stimulating than what than than the area we're in right now? I think we're in a dangerous area where the the amount of stimulation we have right like can you still go up sit in the woods and Oh no, no, no. Without no, your no. phone and no. enjoy yourself. No, not at all. You? No, oh, I don't go to the woods, but I I feel you. And like and the mini panic attack we all have if we like touch our pocket oh. and our phone's not there. Have you ever sat down on the toilet and then it's it's already too late and you yeah. realize you forgot yeah. your phone and, and then you're, you're back to reading the back of your goddamn shampoo bottle. Anything and you're like <laughs> you look you're sitting there and you're like holy shit I forgot my I'm mid turd and I forgot my phone. <laughs> and you're like 
I'm literally just sitting here existing, pooping. <laughs> I am not entertained. I'm at not all. entertained. I'm not learning <laughs> anything. I'm, I'm not going down any internet rabbit like, holes. I'm like I a goddamn almost person I'm taking just shit here right pooping. Now. <laughs> You're like this is disgusting. <laughs> I disgust myself. <laughs> Disgusting. So, Where? <laughs> distract me from pooping. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, get the checkerboard. Jerry! <laughs> Throw my phone out of the door. <laughs> don't, don't, don't open it. <laughs> don't, don't come in. Don't come in. Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> who, who else is gonna post memes on Facebook? <laughs> is that is that where most of your meme posting comes from? Is toilet time or? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in a I'm in a. It couple. isn't on the clock, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a couple groups. He, he, he does the internet, so he can be on the internet at work. It's a business expense. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> I'm just it's testing right off, testing out upload speeds. <laughs> Tell my accountant. Yeah. Uh, no, I do love memes, though. I did have a meme creator <laughs> for a while. Oh, yeah, me too. I itemize my memes. I, I made a fire one today, in fact. You made one today? Oh, I got a meme generator. Meme generator. Is it meme? Is it meme? It's what? meme. Okay. Meme. Yeah. I've got a meme generator on my it's, phone. It's, whatever it is, is definitely not Mimi Scott Kaufman. Yeah, you got it. Mimi. I come up with some pretty good stuff every now and again. So how's Scott to work for? Uh, when he's there, it's okay. Oh, snap. When he's gone, it's great. Is he one of those greedy owners? It's not that he's greedy. It's that he's a micromanager. Scott is? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not doing that right. Does Do it he, this way. Does he listen to this? No, he does not. Okay. He told, he told me he would, and I was like, fucking bet. <laughs> and he has not listened to a single episode. Uh, Yeah. And I get, so you want things done the way you want them done. But there is a like a Richard Branson management type where it's like, all right, I'm going to have an idea. I'm going to get everybody around me excited about it. And then I'm going to get the hell out of their way and let them do it. Okay. Um, which that's that's a style I'm trying to adapt to um, uh, as far as management goes. But it is hard. Like in my world, I know everything. Right. So I know how I want it to go. I know the steps it takes to get there. If you see somebody taking a misstep, you have to, you literally have to tell yourself, do I let them learn the hard way or do I tell them? Uh huh. Cause it's going to cost me money, not you. You're going to make money either way. You get paid by, you know, commission and by the hour, whatever you, however you get paid, you get paid anyway. It's just going to cost me money. Mm -hmm. if, if you make that misstep and now all of a sudden we have to go back and correct it and it might take, you know, two or three people. And mm -hmm. Well, like I totally get that. And, and in what you do, it's extremely process based, right? Like if you splice that incorrectly, it's just flat, not going to work. Right. Well, worst case scenario, we got Terry cable out. I got to pay somebody else to re put it back in and yeah. then we got to fix it. But so like, I I'm talking down to like just every little thing. Like you didn't break down that cardboard box correctly. Like, well, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's in the cardboard box area, broken down. I may not have done it the way you wanted it done, but it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I could go on and on and on, but like, it's at some point you have to realize like, 
what is your stress level worth to you? Like if your blood pressure is spiked through the roof over the way I broke down a cardboard box, like you need to reevaluate your priority situation. You know what I mean? Like, like your time as a manager, if you break down what you make per hour existing as the owner of this business for what your income is, is what you're currently doing worth what you're like, did you waste your time worrying about a 30 cent problem when you could have been worrying about a $30 problem? Right. Like you well, got, that, you got to manage. That's it. always the thing, right? Are, are you, are you stepping over dollars to pick up dimes? Exactly. That, yeah. That's the old adage. There. Exactly. The, so, the, the hardest thing on being a business owner is expecting or wanting people to care as much as you do. And then I saw one time it was like Gary V was like, they're not going to care as much as you do. They don't get paid as much as you do. And no. I was like, that's a good point. That's why socialism has failed every single time because nobody cares. Right. That yeah. now I can incentivize, you know, I'll incentivize my guys by quarterly, you know, look up like, all right, here's our P and L sheet. Here's your guys a cut. Uh, you know, take better care of your shit, do this, make more money next quarter. Mm hmm. On, you know, I have a bonus structure and that has 100% cleaned up almost every issue I had with people leaving equipment in trucks and it getting stolen. People doing, you know, everybody now is watching expenses and maximizing production so that they all get that quarterly bonus of, and they're all a team. Like you guys, it's not an individual thing. This is as a team. So kind of, you know, just like the army or the Marines or whatever, like. You're all going to move forward as a team. So, right. you know, yeah. you're only as good as the weakest player. Nobody wants to be the weakest player in that team. No, not at all. So, I don't know. Like I said, all in all, he's a great guy. But his, I think his priorities are a little skewed. Yeah. And I think when before he owned the business, it was a totally different thing. And I think now that he's an owner, he sees the dollars going different directions a lot more so than when he was an employee. And I think it stresses him out. I mean, he's now in more debt than he's ever been in his life, and he's super stressed about it. And I can totally relate with that. I, I'm not saying I could do any better job than he does, yeah. but at, from from the employee side of things, it's it's him stressing about stuff stresses out his employees, which ultimately brings production down. You should have him come talk to me about debt, and over a couple of beers, I'll fix his entire view about money, currency, how it's created, what it really is. I mean, it's, they're all debt anyway. Well, money's not real. It's not so. real. Never been real. So I mean, we're about to go way less real <laughs> it's with good. ones and zeros instead of actual paper. At least paper, you can hold it in your hand. The ones and zeros, that'll just be given to you and taken from you. <laughs> A hundred percent. That's that's a whole nother that's, rabbit hole. Yeah, well, it don't matter if there's space, aliens, flat, dish, bowl, <laughs> water bowl. It don't matter. None well, of that will matter anymore. And I've kind of learned that in, you know, like price and stuff. Like the difference between getting $1,000 for something and 1500 is what you ask. So it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and in business, as you learn, like you have to ask your accountant. Now, how how does this work? You talk to your bankers, and how does this work? And you talk to your finance guys, and you know, how does this work? And you start figuring out how it all works. But you got like Trump, you know, like, everybody's like, well, Trump's got $9 billion. Trump does not have $9 billion. Trump has $9 billion worth of debt and assets. 
Right. Trump is not making nine. He doesn't have nine billion one dollar bills. <laughs> yes. Nowhere on the planet. <laughs> well, that's that's what gets you. Like and that's hey, Elon's the same thing. Like he well, didn't have he one hundred and fifty billion cash. Right. Well, they they talk about like. Oh, if you stacked Elon Musk cash up in one dollar bills, it would reach to the moon and back seven times. Like it wouldn't reach to the top of his socks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has no cash. Yeah, exactly. He has ones and zeros. He's and probably assets. waiting for the next paycheck, the next check to come in too. He's to pay got bills. theoretical money based on Tesla stock. Yeah. Period. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, it's money's an illusion anyway. So. That's why I like to, I gave, uh, I bought a uh, rental house for my friend and uh, I was giving him a hard time. I was like, you traded make-believe paper and numbers on a screen for an actual house. You are an idiot. Well, that's the <laughs> way I feel about beer. Every time they take dollar bills for a beer, I'm like, got the better end of that deal. Because <laughs> there's no golden Fort Knox. Right. Well, think about it. I mean, in, a, in our fiat currency, the, a bank only has to have 10% of what they loan out on hand. So if, if you're going to spend $500,000 on a house, the bank only has to have $50,000. And then they print the rest of it. Now they have a $500,000 asset for something that they only had to have $50,000 for. The rest of it gets printed by the Fed. That money becomes goes into existence, but they can steal a real asset. They can steal a real asset that's worth $500,000, even though they only ever had 50. What right. a ridiculous, what, I mean, this whole system set up to fail. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Well, so we, in college, we had a public speaking class and one of the finance, this was in 2008, right around the time the housing crashed and all that. So we had a finance major in there for the public speaking class <clears throat> and he wrote up on the chalkboard, you have $1,000, you put it in the bank, they loan it out. Well, then when you borrow that, you know, you build a house, a uh, contractor puts that in the bank. Well, they loan it out again. And he like goes down and the number just grows huge. It all starts from this thousand dollars. And it was like, okay. Money's not real. It's I, not real. I didn't realize money wasn't real until I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, though. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Have you read that book? Yeah, I, I listen to Kiyosaki all the time. He's a... Uh... He's a character. Sam does an amazing Kiyosaki voice. <laughs> <laughs> I do Chinese, not Japanese. Oh, totally different. You're a racist <laughs> as fuck right now. <laughs> oh. I, I do like Robert Kiyosaki. He's in a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> you know what gets me is... His intention with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'm not sure... I, <laughs> I got a question if that's his cash flow... Or something else is. When he's like, I'm into real estate, I'm into oil, I'm into gold, but China stole all my gold mines. Uh, you know, <laughs> Don't but, forget he's got land out in a desert somewhere. Right. Hey, by the way, in the background, you can see my board game. Uh, please buy my board game. I have that. We have you not have played. Yes, game? I have that. I bought it on an auction. I've never played it. <laughs> yeah. It looks super boring as fuck, though. Yeah, it's like yeah, a you're boring... not allowed to buy boats. Like, what kind of fucking game is that? It's like a worse version of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Monopoly with spreadsheets. It's awful. <laughs> okay, do- time out. How many packages of ramen noodles are in that box? <laughs> that, that this one. <laughs> 
Is this your bug out plan? Yeah. yeah. One box is ramen. The other one's 45 auto. (laughs) The the 45 auto is in buckets upstairs. um, But that's a a case of MREs. Okay. So notice. That's just 12 packages of ramen. I got you. Notice he's got it in the ship position. Ship high and tight. I got chicken stock. Oh, yeah. And so this is kind of like your little, uh, the shit hits the fan area. Yeah. And he I, can't cook it, but he can throw those cans at people. That's for sure. Well, I ain't gonna lie. I've got a year's worth of MREs down in my basement for one <laughs> yeah, person. Well, well, my wife yelled at me sure. so much when I bought these, the, you know, it was the, the Patriot food suppliers. Okay. Like, well, I, mean, this is I have buckets of food as well. Buckets and buckets of food. And Clorox, so and I'm, a, yeah, I'm arguing with some of the the local people. I won't say anybody's names, but and I'm arguing with these people, and they're ammonia. like, "You know why you need freaking food in a bucket? It's because you can't hunt." I'm like, "Well, you know, if you took all the government restrictions and work away, I could probably hunt just fine." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the problem is, all you hillbillies will have every fur bearing creature in the entire surrounding counties dead in three months. Yes. So, what I'm planning on is, yeah, I'll I'll hunt and I'll do whatever I can. And then when you guys have all wiped out every critter in existence, uh, lasagna nights Thursday at my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I have about six months supply of Natty Light also. So <laughs> Yes, I have booze for trade. <laughs> I have yeah. I have cartons I have cartons and cartons of cigarettes. I remember <laughs> watching some like show when I was a little kid on the history channel about preppers. And it was like canned food, ammo, and liquor. They're like, when the world goes to hell, liquor will be the The new currency. And I was just like, okay, like fat little dozers sitting there like noted. Do you guys believe in buying like silver and gold at all? Do you guys? No, absolutely not. That's that's what, I mean, even Dave Ramsey says that. Like when people like talking about a comedy collapse and like, oh, I need to buy silver and gold. He's like, I'll buy brass. And lead. Yeah. Those are my precious metals. You can't keep gold unless you got lead. Yeah. Do you believe? Do you believe in gold and silver? Uh, I well, I do believe it will always be money. You will always be able to trade gold and silver for something. It I just don't, may take a minute after the apocalypse. Uh, I don't know. It would you? So you're watching like Germany pull its gold in from Switzerland right now. They're pulling all their. They used to store it off site in Switzerland in banks, and now they're pulling it all back. China's buying gold. Uh, Gaddafi, basically was killed by Hillary Clinton because he had stockpiled gold and you know, all the, whatever they said about him gassing people, that was all horseshit. And that was literally just because he was going to start his own currency based on the gold standard. That was going to start changing the dollar from being the world currency for oil. Now it's going to go back to being gold back. Uh, Russia's doing gold. So I do think gold will be a currency. Gold and silver will always be currency. Okay. Uh, I do believe that. Now, how you trade anything for it, I don't know. Well, like, well what are you like, gonna, I, like, how you buy chips to go, like, you know, the old westerns where it's like, give me that bottle of whiskey, and they throw just like random coins on the fucking table. Ping, <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it in their mouth and try to fucking bend it. <laughs> like, I don't know how to trade with it, <laughs> but I think it will always be a currency. Well, like, well, a trade I mean, booze for Shiny Rock. <laughs> well, I mean, just like the dollar, there's no intrinsic value to it other than its conductive properties. It's, like, 
Yeah. Like it's shiny. Like well, like, nothing's it's, valuable. It's an, as you say. It's, it's an agreed as upon. car guys. You guys know there's no value to anything unless somebody will give you something for it. Right. It's, <laughs> it's worth exactly one. what people will pay for. Right. I just watched a goddamn 1940-something Chevy uh, on the Meekum auction go for over two hundred thousand dollars, and I could not believe that. Like the most expensive one I've ever seen on all the, I love the old forties and fifties Chevy bubble, the big bubble fenders. Okay. Love them. Uh, the only thing I've ever, I, the highest I've ever seen, it was $65,000. Yeah. And this one went for like 200 something thousand dollars. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not a, it's like that, uh, that challenger. Well, it's like that Fox body Mustang that went for like a hundred thousand dollars. Now every Fox body Mustang's $10,000 higher than it should be. Well, like that Challenger went for $2 million or some bullshit. What? And, and you see that? Like Kyle tagged me on Facebook the other day. Oh, you know what? I did. That is right. $2 million. Like, why? <laughs> why? Because money's not real. That's money's why. Money's not real. Yeah. People are starting to realize, like, I better get rid of this shit. <laughs> need some so, tangible stuff. <laughs> so some other podcasts we listened to, they said that uh, we have the illusion of too much money. What do you think about that statement? Uh, in a fiat system, you have to continually print exponentially more of it. And I think that's why you see these trillion dollar spending bills uh, because you, you have to continue printing it, which makes it less valuable. It, I don't know. You can probably look at Germany pre-World War II, where it's like they were using to, it for firewood. You have to get, you have to cash your check and, you know, you have to wheel a wheelbarrow full of money into a grocery store to get a couple loaves of bread to back, you know, before the, and that, as that currency got devalued. Um, so, so I don't know. I, uh, as oh. you exponentially print more of it than inflation rate. And like Peter, I, I, I like Peter Schiff, uh, better than Kiyosaki. I don't know if you guys listen to Peter Schiff at all. I haven't. I'll check it out. Capital. Um, he basically said, we needed to have a recession, and they didn't let us. And now the repercussion is inflation. Mm-hmm. They, they printed the money. They should have let us go through the recession. as Because they shut everything down and people were not producing, we should have went through the recession. The natural ebb and flow of the economy. Right. When people are not producing. But when you pay people not to produce, and they're out there spending money after not producing anything, now you hyperinflation. Got, now you got hyperinflation. He's like the Fed is doing everything wrong. They've always done everything wrong. <laughs> the, the housing crisis, the government, and the Fed are always constantly doing everything wrong. The exact opposite of what they should be doing. Right. <sighs> That's because they're afraid of pain. You got to have a little pain every now and again. Well, but and shifts not as devious as I am, where it's like you know these central bankers are. <laughs> Sam's got some pineapple twisted tea over there. The first time trying it, it's fucking is delicious. It fire? You want to try <laughs> some? It, sure. It's no, fucking no good as shit. This thing's about sixty ounces. <laughs> it's <laughs> a tall boy. <laughs> He's drinking silos. Yeah, I can do that. They got him at A one, buddy. <laughs> I, d- I wasn't sure. Did about you guys it. already cover the Bud Light thing? Where do you Where do you sit on Bud Light? Uh, Sam's got an opinion. My, I, I, we already covered it, but I'll, I'll touch on it. Essentially, again, free market. You're gonna do whatever you're gonna do, and, and I believe a wholeheartedly in freedom. So, like, what's your political views? 
My political views is married gay men should be able to protect their pot plants with AR-15 that are fully automatic. That's my political views. Leave you alone. Freedom. Freedom is freedom. And I have the freedom to do what I want. And Bud Light has the freedom to support a transgender person. And it, it's, it's up to the free market to determine if that was a good move for them or not. And obviously, they're seeing the repercussions of their decision. Didn't you say some execs shorted the stock before? Oh, that? oh, that's a that's a conspiracy theory. I don't have any confirmation on this. This is just a simple opinion. Hey, I'm that still was... processing this gay AR what? So <laughs> that gay AR fifteen. So pop plant my <laughs> my my political view <laughs> is that married gay men should be allowed to protect their pot plants with. Fully automatic AR-15. Okay. okay, so you're covering every spectrum of social... Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's freedom. Did, did you you do what you want, right. and I'll gay, do what gay, I want. Gay black men. Okay, gay black men, <laughs> fine. Well, you didn't put any race in there. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. Why's it got to be about color? Yeah. Well, it's a social issue, Sam. Okay, good point. You and all people should know. So the, the, consp- <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy theory that I have... Adopted from one, of my, from one of my customers is that like the BlackRock like foundation or company or whatever is like the largest hedge fund holder corporation on the planet. Yeah. And that's what all the politicos that are all the behind the scenes, big puppet masters are all over $10 trillion in assets. Yeah. Like they're just, they own Pepsi and they own Coke and they own every competition in America, in the world. They own both sides of everything. So to that effect that someone somewhere had this conversation of like, hey, just so you know, we're going to have a fucking ad campaign with a transgender person and we're going to put their face on a Bud Light can. And they're like, noted, we're going to short your stock because we know it's going to tank. So they made money on both sides. So they're going to they're shorting it. They made money on the short. And then when it hits bottom, they're going to buy a couple trillion dollars worth. And then when it goes back up, they're going to make money on the backside. Well, on the low-level side of things. Because money's not real. Anheuser-Busch is owned by InBev. So, Which is a... It, it's not like me drinking Natty Light can laugh at a Bud Light person. Like, I'm still putting money in, in one of InBev's pockets. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention it, but, you know, yeah. whatever. So, well, just twist God dang it, those are trying to find a place to sell something different than this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd usually drink Sam Adams or, like, Wisconsin has a bunch of micro beers, like Spotted Cow that I can drink. Uh, Illinois, not so much. Nobody wants to do business with Illinois in the the booze section. Can you blame, blame them? <laughs> no, not at all. It's a horrible state to do business in. I haven't seen any state hate small business as much as as much as Illinois hates small business. I don't know. You're you're a small business. Yeah, owner. I agree. Sure They're wanting to do shit all the time. I mean. <clears throat> There is a, uh, so I joined that, like, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a small business, um, uh, lobby group. Yep. And they send me emails all the time of the bullshit they got going on. I mean, <clears throat> they want to make it to where you have to post the wage and job description of everybody you hire. You have to, to be, post it. Yeah. It has to be, uh, public information, public information. <laughs> So. Well, if you've got employees, it's basically public information. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to know where to look. It's just like the, maybe the guy at Wessels can't make fun of you for it. <laughs> if, if you're talking that public. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you know what I heard uh, this weekend was they're changing the hunting rules to where you can't fire a yeah, gun within, within a thousand yards. 
Wait, I thought it was uh, this one's This guy told me three hundred. No, it's it's the thousand. I thought it originated as a thousand, and they cut it down to three hundred. Okay, maybe, but still, that of that's what like three hundred yards of a house. You if cannot you, fire a gun within three hundred yards of a house. Like that homeowner can call on you now, and the DNR is going to come out there. In any like, house, any house, unless it's your house. Well, somebody would have to call and complain. Okay, I that's, think there's a permission thing in there somewhere, but irregardless. That pretty much eliminates, especially when it's at a thousand, a thousand yards. Seventy percent of the hunting ground in Illinois. Yeah. So how are you going to get rid of deer when you eliminate the hunting ground? Like, imagine, imagine if you've got some ground now. (laughs) That, that, man, that's going to be. I'm going to stop hunting. I'm just going to lease mine. Well, it uh, that'd be a bad deal. So I don't know. Once again, are they that stupid, or are they doing it on purpose? Ah, it's got to be on purpose. I think it's for the body shops. Nobody nobody thinks J.B. Pritzker is an intelligent person, right? This guy is a trust fund baby. If you've ever seen his brother, his brother is now his sister. That's why there's such <laughs> oh, a huge... Oh, yeah! A, that's why there's such a huge transgender thing in Illinois. Uh, this family is not... And this guy was on tape. With Rod Blagojevich, somebody had him on tape talking to Rod Blagojevich as a citizen of Illinois. He would—he didn't have any political power at all, but he was telling Rod Blagojevich who to fill Obama's seat with. Uh, I have heard that. I have heard that tape. Yeah. Yep. So and he's like, "Well, we need to." He he said, "What about a we like a we need another black guy in there?" But what about uh? What about like Jesse White, you know, like a black guy, but not a really loudmouth black guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was being racist as fuck. Yeah. Nothing ever happens. Nope. Money. It's all about money. The, the, the yeah, the Pritzker family has been it's like, isn't it like 40% of the billionaires in Illinois are Pritzkers? Oh yeah. The Pritzkers have been one of the wealthiest families in the world for fucking 40 years now. I mean, in the '90s, they they started in the eight, like the '70s, '80s. Because I'm pretty sure they worked for the Chicago mob. I okay. think they were. I think they're from like Hungary or something. So they they were some kind of attorney. I would say that motherfucker <laughs> looks like he's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's full. <laughs> but so they they came over to Chicago, and I think they got involved with the mob, and that's how that whole thing got started. I think they were laundering money. Uh, helping launder money anyway, uh, allegedly. But yeah, so it, you know, and they 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 got on the like the world's top twenty wealthiest families, and then they built themselves up. And for a while, they were the wealthiest family, and then they slipped back down the slide a little bit. To you know, in the nineties, like Trump was above them, and a couple other guys, Bezos, and you know, those guys overtook him in the two thousands, but. Hmm. Yeah, super, super wealthy family that nobody even knows. Not corrupt at all. <clears throat> no. Not even a little bit. No, dude, shut Illinois down. Fly down to your $30 million horse farm in Florida. Don't let anybody Ron, go to Thanksgiving dinner. Where Ron DeSantis has the whole state open. Fly down there. In your private jet. Right. That emits more carbon in one trip than an average vehicle does in its lifetime. Yep. Because save the planet. Right. 
So we know everything's horseshit, right? Yeah. I mean, everything's basically horseshit. What it comes down to is, when are conservatives going to quit being such pussies? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're so conservative, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it, because I like... I'm in the middle of a Netflix series too, where I'm like, Can we wait till I finish this before the revolution. Like I just bought this recliner that's got this massage function. Like, man, just give me a little bit of time with this, and then let's go. <laughs> but then I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Tell me when and where. I've worked my whole life. I've but what do you, what do you, honestly, what do you got to do to get conservatives off their ass? I mean, the problem with conservatives is I think you have more critical thinkers than the left. The re- the left is like one brain, many mouths. You're like, well, this one, this the brain says something, and the the many mouths. It's the just echo go back chamber. Like, everybody burr, everybody burr, echoes the right. Got Trump peed on a hooker. <laughs> R. Kelly, what? Who hasn't? <laughs> well, then the Durham report comes out. I'm like, oh, that was some uh, Russian comedians that put that on a podcast. That's embarrassing. That's the damnation of this country is podcasts. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on here. What is your favorite car you've ever owned? <laughs> favorite car? Yeah. Do you have uh, one? It's my current truck. Oh, see, I get made fun of for saying that. Really? Now yeah. these trucks are goddamn amazing. I mean, they don't get shit for gas mileage, but. <laughs> <laughs> when you own the internet, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's a heated steering wheel. The the seats are air conditioned and heated. I, I I thought the heated steering wheel thing was as dumb as I ever seen on a as an option until I had it for that one winter. And, and now like, you're soft as like, hell. Oh, that's nice. Then you got to keep them fiber splicing hands nimble. Well, it, I tell you, it's small stuff. <laughs> it's I need, small things in life. But I will never. Like, I don't even want to think about driving a vehicle that doesn't have heated and air-conditioned seats anymore. Uh, I like the remote stop or start, and I like to grab the door handle and have the entire car unlock itself. Just because I put my hand on the handle, that makes me feel like I have some kind of power there. You're done being a peasant, in other words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not driving. Yeah, I'm not driving anything else. (laughs) Fuck them Jeeps. Right. Stinking haul freaking 18,000 pounds. Uh, no CDL required, Jesus. Right. No. I'll tear him up. Kyle uh, Willenberg, he'll clean him up. <laughs> he don't care. Yeah. yeah. Solve that problem with money. sketchy stuff to Kyle. <laughs> Mostly minivans that kids have been in. Well, man, I, all right. So, maybe I shouldn't say anything because maybe Kyle's over there talking shit about me too. But I see some of the pictures Kyle puts up. Like, come on, people. Have some pride in your shit a little bit. Like. <laughs> I took all the guns out of my truck. All the guns. I took all the guns I could find out of my truck. <laughs> like everything was out of my console. <laughs> Have you seen that meme about like like I'm at a dinner party and my wife's coworker is complaining about someone they know with five guns and I know full well I have that many in my vehicle right now <laughs> yeah. on my person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, dude. Some people are just totally. Totally naive to the whole, to the whole thing on how things work, like on how animals die to get, for us to get food and and, and all that. It's <laughs> if you ever been to a concealed carry class, you'll see how many people are uh, naive to shooting a gun. Yes, like as much as I hate going to a concealed carry class, I look around. I'm like. Might be necessary. <laughs> like, I would never give my wife a gun to carry in public. I give her one uh, in her nightstand 
you know, just in case uh, I'm sleepwalking, but (laughs) like she is more dangerous to the general public in, in public with a gun than without, like she should just take the fall. If, if, if she's in like a bank robbery, she should just take the bullet instead of trying to shoot. Cause she'll end 14 other people's lives accidentally. So it's not, it's not fair. It's not fair to the other people. And that goes back to the, is there too much freedom? Well, that's where I'm getting at with that. Cause I, I just had to renew my concealed carry license. So first of all, when the state police send you this email, it does look fake as hell. It's from the ISPFSB.com. And you're like, that's made up. Yeah, I fucking yeah. bet it is. Fake as fuck. That's what the F stands for, fake. <laughs> I own the internet. I'm a professional. This. Right. this is a scam. But it actually does stand for the Illinois state. But why don't they have a .gov address? <laughs> because money's not real and it's all for profit. I don't even understand. Like The so, same reason why you need a firearms owner's identification card to own an well, out-the-front automatic knife. So... <laughs> So I've got the I got the Foyd card in the mail with the you know and now it has my CCL up in the right corner and there's no expiration date on this thing right but then I get an email from the from the Illinois fake state police saying <laughs> I've got to, I've got to renew my concealed carry thing and I'm like but you just gave me the goddamn card with no with no what good is this card if it's going to expire. Without an expiration date. Without an expiration date. And that's <laughs> just how rules it, and money are made, huh? <laughs> so, so uh, just as a, if anybody is listening at all, your FOID card is now good for 10 years. Okay. When you get the new CCL FOID combined, mm-hmm. it's good for 10 years. Anytime you buy anything that you need a FOID card to do a background check on, so if you buy another gun, that renews your 10-year period. Really? So it starts over. Really? That's this is all stuff I learned literally last week, Wednesday, when I was supposed to come here. Uh-huh. I had to go do the CCL uh, renew class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was actually in the gun shop. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like Nate Thompson. I walk around the corner. <laughs> I was like, you think I was lying? I, was, I'm, I wouldn't. <laughs> he's, he's like, the, the worst thing to do in the world as a man is fail your concealed carry shooting portion. That ain't no shit. So <laughs> he's there with like I 25 have a... boxes of ammo, 12 guns. <laughs> I, Goddamn, I wheeling it in. I bought new headphones, new glasses, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole safety first. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a whole box full of shit I'm walking back there with. I'm putting it together, <laughs> trying to get the batteries in the earphones and shit. <laughs> So I got my concealed carry gun back there, which is a it's a Springfield forty five with like a two inch barrel, <laughs> which is it's a great carry. You call it my problem solver, right? Yeah. I mean, these are I I call it my window shooter. Like you just shoot it out the window. <laughs> Somebody standing in the window, shoot it at the window. <laughs> oh, so, have you heard of Attack fourteen? <laughs> I'll show you one. Oh no, but anyway. Uh, so I'm shooting that gun, and it's like every concealed carry gun has these horrible triggers on it. So I've got either way too much finger in the trigger or not enough finger in the trigger, and they're all like everything's going down into the left like five inches, driving me freaking crazy. Uh, I've got talent in a box that I bought, which is a staccato 40 cal with a six inch barrel. It's a competition handgun. Okay. Like, like factory built competition. I didn't have to do anything to this gun and this gun will put 30 shots through 
the top of this beer can. And that's, so I shoot that one. I'm like, well, obviously I've got to bring this one. So I bring that one to the concealed carry class. You shoot at five yards, seven yards, and 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, 10 shots at each run. So you shoot a total of 30 shots. And so I shot 30 shot group in about an inch and a half, two inches. And, uh, you know, you get to looking around and there's people like dropping their magazines out. There's people (laughs) (laughs) freaking live rounds are flying through the air (laughs) as their guns are jamming. And it doesn't take much to pass that. Like you can shoot like 50% and pass. You have to get 21 out of 30 shots in a silhouette target within the seven ring. So you're talking about something that's probably two and a half feet tall and probably I mean, it's got to be 20 to 24 inches wide, right? Yeah. The silhouette target and the, yeah, the outside ring. So my like, mom... You my, should be able to throw every bullet at that target and hit 21 out of 30. My, my mom never shoots a gun, hardly ever. Well, my dad made her go with us when we got our concealed carry. And he brought his Smith & Wesson 22 revolver, six-inch barrel, you know. He used it trapping in high school or something. And my mom shot a 298 out of 300 and hadn't shot a gun in 20 years. And, you know, it's just, it's just funny because all these people are shooting their like 45s and 40s and stuff. And, and we all brought 22 pistols and they're like this while illegal, while acceptable is kind of against the spirit of the test. Like you should be shooting, like I was shooting my Ruger Mark three you know, six inch bull barrel. I shot a 300. Yeah. And they're like, you really should be qualifying with the gun you're going to carry. Like, well, I, I can't carry my Ruger Mark three or what? Well, then why have a 30 yard sh- or a 30 foot shot? You, yeah. So th- they, they spend two hours preaching to you that you Tap, can't rock and roll. You can't <laughs> shoot somebody. You can't shoot somebody unless your life's threatened. You can't shoot. Some- How are you going to justify shooting somebody at 30 feet away? I think you can shoot someone that far away though. Maybe if they've got a firearm. Because uh, somebody with a knife can cover 30 foot in like a matter of one or two seconds or something. That, that's, yeah, some that's what they say is 21 seconds or 21 feet in 1.2 seconds is the average distance they can right. cover. So shoot shoot first, ask questions later or something. Yeah, but you ain't going to hit them at 21 <laughs> feet. You're going to hit them I mean, by the time you get your gun drawn. My 14 inch rough rider <laughs> would beg 16 inch rough rider would beg to differ. <laughs> I'd call this my problem. My, my duck can confirm. <laughs> oh, <What>? shoot. It's <laughs> an inside joke. I don't know. I bought, I bought a 16 inch rough rider heritage 22 revolver. It's got a 16 inch barrel. 16 inch revolver. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We shot it at like 70 yards across the pond at a duck, thinking it would come nowhere close, and it missed by inches. Really? Yeah, this, we had to this, go check on the duck. Yeah, the duck, it, uh, so we were like, There was not an inanimate, unalive object you could shot at. <laughs> we, we shot all that. We were yeah, no shooting that, so. We, hey, listen, we had- like seven so, twisted teas and a whole pack of candy cigarettes. Uh, yeah. Once again, <laughs> once again, too much freedom. <laughs> so we were shooting at beer cans at 40 yards and hitting them every so often because it's a piece of shit with non-adjustable sights. So I look over and there's my duck all the way across the pond. 
And I was like, and Laren's like, do not. <laughs> I was like, shoot at those ducks. And you're like, it's a twenty-two. Well, well now I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, and finger cocked this pistol because <laughs> it's single action. Line up with this duck. I was like, oh, about a foot high should do. And I pulled the trigger, and me and Sam both thought that duck was toast. Well, it dove underwater. There's two of them. It dove underwater, and like I mean, that thing's legal for a shoulder stock. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. Well, they make one with one. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so anyway, he popped up behind what, a weed. What and... kind of twist is a 16 inch barrel on a 22? <laughs> I think zero, <laughs> judging by its shot performance. Oh, uh, then it's like, is it? Is it this $150 pistol that can't hit anything, or is it me? You know, I'm not sure. You guys stockpiling ammo? Uh, Define stockpile. Yeah, of course I, not. I will not <laughs> talk about my ammo on the internet. <coughs> you so, right there? Was, geez, I, see a, I see gun raffles all the time. I would rather see an ammunition raffle. Which I told yeah. Luke that on our last one. Yeah. I said we should do like... Once a week, we should do a thousand rounds of nine mil, thousand rounds of two, two, three, thousand rounds of something else. Yes, if you can find pallets or something, <coughs> like I'm all in on that. So, so I've been, I've been, I haven't really been selling guns, but uh, I'm trying to limit my calibers. So I like, I like 45 and 40. I don't have any nine mil, ten mil. I don't have. Uh, I've got some. Plinker 22s and right. stuff. But uh that way you don't have to have a bunch of different types of ammunition. Right. I want to limit I want to limit my calibers and just get a boatload <laughs> of of rounds for that. And then if we, I've also got all the reloading equipment. I haven't started reloading yet, but I uh, that's going to simplify my reloading program, I think. With only just a handful of dies and right. brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, on the thirty caliber rifle range, I got the thirty out six and the three oh eights. And then I've got the two two threes, uh, and then I've got some AK stuff. But so when you say stockpile, I used to think I had a decent amount of ammunition, and then I talked to some other people that like I like I don't even have enough for a like an afternoon compared to some of these people. Right. And there's definitely some hardcore. <clears throat> And I, so I buy, I buy firearms for entertainment. Like I don't have any specific, so Dozer's the exact opposite of me. Well, at least he used to be. He has to have like a, a, a specific purpose for each firearm. And I just like buy the ones I think are cool. Gotcha. And uh, I, you know, you know, the, it's, we joke about it on here, but like when you turn 30, as a man in America, you have to make a decision on if you're going to get really deep into World War II history or smoking meats. Right. So I've I've started to do a little a little bit of both. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, Sam, like, go- I'm making a brisket. Did you guys know in 1942, Hitler? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sam's gun collection is a lot more fun than mine because he would he'll like come out to my house and like hey i bought this m1 grand and we'll like rip off like 100 rounds of 30 why you're gonna be are you gonna be perpetually single what do you mean i have a girlfriend i know you have a girlfriend but like listen she bought me a gun for my birthday i get it getting offensive okay all right she's into it i'm just curious into it define it guns and ammo and not butt stuff. Oh, well, I was talking about muscle cars. Oh, yeah, muscle cars. <laughs> Her mom listens to this. Oh, my gosh. 
Back to that porpoise joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's ice cream. It's ice cream. I swear. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Now, we were talking about your relationship. <laughs> Why you're afraid to tie the knot. Yeah. Because oh, well, he's spending all this money on cool guns. Guns and, guns and cars. I mean, it's a I mean, valid argument. <laughs> I mean, Nate would argue everything is bullshit. So isn't marriage bullshit? Yeah. Why do I? Why do I have to piece of pe- Why do I have to have a piece of paper to prove that well, I care? About and there is a parable about milk and cows and milk for free. And- uh, no, okay, so if you're saying, do I have to be married in the state? No, I don't. I don't care about that. Um, but did she live here? No. No. <laughs> Perfect. But, believe me. <laughs> believe me. If she did, we would not be doing this podcast in this basement. <laughs> right. She'd be like, are you still down there with those idiots? <laughs> I'm trying to go to sleep. I got to be awake in four hours. Tell your internet friends to be quiet. So fun fact, parable time. We're, we're house shopping kind of like off and on. And like one of the requirements. <laughs> like the relationship. Is, is a shed to keep cars in. And she needs an office and I need a podcast studio. So we're legitimately, we're, we're contemplating buying a piece of ground and building a shouse. And it's going to be like a pretty large, like probably like a hundred by 60. Yeah. And then like 30 by 60 will be a house and then shed. And then like 15 by 60 or maybe like 15 by 30 on the other end is going to be my apartment. And then we're just gonna like text each other, like, "Hey, is dinner ready?" I think you're. I think I remember you telling me this scenario, at Rod, uh, Randy's house. Yeah, yeah. She's like, all about that. She yeah. thinks that's great because we live thirty miles apart right now, and it's working perfect. Right. Well, when, when she's tired of me, she just goes up. home. Exactly. Yeah. You can't like. It's <laughs> I, I, I know. Distance, I traveled for most distance of my makes Same. the heart it's grow absence. fonder. Absence. It's what I meant. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And by the end of a you know long weekend, she's ready to get the hell back home. She, so I don't know her that well, but she seems like she's pretty strong charactered, for sure. Like, uh, like when she wants to be alone, you need to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. And when you want to be alone, I think you need to be left alone. So yeah, that's what that's the whole. That's plan. mostly when he's hungry. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. so her her love he language. Into Danny DeVito. Her her love language, like like. Terms of endearment is a love language. Well, yeah. like she's the opposite of that. Like insults, terms of insults are, are is her love language. Yeah. Like drooling. Yeah. Like yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Like, oh, she really does love me. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. My wife walked through my office today and she put her hand in her pocket and he goes, Hey, I got something for you. And pulls her hand out and flicks me off. I was like, She loves me so much. <laughs> <laughs> into this like you know we've got friends that are like getting divorced and my wife was like they don't even work with each other how do you get divorced from someone when you don't even work with them <laughs> <laughs> i ask people all the time what so when i see people because i've been married 23 years now and i've known sherry since kindergarten uh but like when i see people get divorced when they're older i i have to know i have to ask them and and like Sherry hits me all the time. Like, shut your mouth. Like, they don't want to talk about their divorce. I'm like, but I gotta ask them what game film. I gotta ask them what went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you know? <laughs> uh, in the case of a few of our friends, it was uh, other <laughs> other people's organs inside of their wives. <laughs> that was a dead giveaway. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah. 
Which I'm not into, like, I don't care about the, the monogamy thing. It's the easiest part of it. <laughs> it's it's for like, me, it is. Being 50 pounds overweight. That's say, it's not easy. like I got a ton of options rolling around here. <laughs> Blessed. Right. <laughs> Life is all about the angle you look at things. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there is a... But, you know, I did, I did have a conversation, though, with your girlfriend like and her mom about why you guys aren't creating more... Wow, little white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because Sam's not white to begin with. So I mean, quit being so selfish, Sam. Yeah. I, I'm pretty selfish. Yeah. L- listen, <laughs> I cannot bring a child into this world not knowing if it's a water ball or a fucking frisbee, okay? <laughs> yeah. I need answers. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you came to the right place. Uncle Nate gonna fix you up. I don't even have a flat earth clock on my phone, all right? <laughs> you will by the end of the night. By tomorrow morning, I will. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't I'm, I'm sure you haven't done the math on this. But if every two, never do the math. If I know anything, yeah, if every two white people some... don't make three white people, the white population spirals into a decline that it can't crawl its way out of until we go back to the pioneer days when people are having 12 kids. How many white people do you have spawned? Three. Three? I mean, I did the bare minimum, but I did it. Okay. Well, I need you to pump them numbers up for guys like me. Well, you know, I have... So, unlike most of my friends, uh, my guy friends, which are now my girlfriends wait time out like i'm trying to figure out who that it's not, it's that not a, a bud light thing it's okay. like their nuts clip oh oh, oh 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 so, <laughs> the nut clipping thing is a cult don't let these guys talk you into this shit if you if you bring up getting your nuts cut every guy that has their nut cut to be like dude just do it it ain't a big deal it ain't a big deal it don't even, it don't even hurt that bad this a cult I'm telling you, these are guys. These are guys that have been fucking neutered that want you to be neutered like them. And you're like, nah, dude, I'm gonna die a stallion. I'm staying intact. I don't care. You're not even joking because like, I know several. I, that are like, it's not a big deal. Right? It ain't no big just deal. Do it. Just keep do some it. peas on hand. Yeah, quit being a pussy. Like, now, nah, you know what? I can produce children when I'm 80. <laughs> I'll fucking be the bull in the pasture. You just go fucking. <laughs> Sit there, with, sit there with your fucking useless testicles. <laughs> You've already got useless nipples. <laughs> right. You're one of the cows now. <laughs> oh my god. That's good shit. Oh, just keep a bag of peas on hand, they say. Yeah. I ain't doing it. My wife, she's like, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to go get the big surgery, uh, like where she gets like her uterus removed or something. And I don't know if she was trying to guilt trip me into it, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> go for it. You're like, going to see me stopping you. Hey, honey, whatever you got to do. Oh, shoot. So she's going to get a hysterectomy or get her tubes tied? Yeah, probably just a tube tied thing, but. It's still a major surgery. Yeah. But you know what the difference is? I feel horrible for No, no, don't. No, listen. No, don't. You know why? I'm going to be sad. No, I mean, listen, because for real, she gets to go to sleep. If you get your nuts cut, you're awake. Yeah. That's a bullshit. I don't want to be on. I don't want to 
going to surgery awake. That's a, that's dangerous. Yeah, but it's also an outpatient surgery. I understand. Like they've got it down to such a science now where like they barely even cut a hole in there. The problem is I watched it on YouTube and I just ain't going to do it. That was your first mistake. <laughs> that was the first mistake. Like, there's a dude and like, a nurse and they're joking about baseball while this uh, dude's nutsack is getting chopped on. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care. I just want to die intact. <laughs> Whatever it takes. The way God made me. Like Ron, Ron Weiss says, there's, there's more rides at the park than just the water slide. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they also don't shut down the amusement park because the roller coaster is broke. Uh, yeah. You can, uh, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh well. Well, guys, what did we learn? So, what did we learn today? I learned everything is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumber for listening. And we're all on a spinning ball of water where gays protect their marijuana with guns. I think that's a pretty accurate summary. What have you learned, Samuel? I've learned I need to drink a lot more beer with Nate. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, I've I've also learned that uh, aliens and space aren't real. We live in a upside down. Which is too dude. bad because I was just getting on to the theory, the alien thing, the multiverse. The alien, thing. yeah, multiverse and did aliens. You, did you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast I sent you with the uh, alien guy? No, not yet. That's a good one. There's a documentary about aliens. I want to watch it. I mean, aliens are a fun concept. Joe Rogan has taken a turn. Joe Rogan used to be pretty left, and now after, especially after the after they COVID. went after him on CNN with the COVID thing, uh, they're like horse tranquilizer. Uh, takes ivermectin like a like a like a, like he's a mega Republican. <laughs> and first of all, I watched my own father. My own father couldn't hardly get out of bed, out of his room for days with this COVID, and somebody got him some ivermectin, and within three hours, this guy's walking around the house. Like, I literally thought we, like, I was like, shit, we're going to have to bring this guy to the vent, like, to the hospital. They're going to put him on a vent. Probably the last time we'll see him. Now they put him on ivermectin. Boom. Up and at it like that. And then, now you got to argue with people. Like, ah, it's horse tranquilizer. No, it's also us. I mean, they've been prescribing it to people for For, a couple uh, decades. It's for, uh, um. It kills viruses. Yeah. They do it for uh, um, malaria, isn't it? A malaria drug? Yeah. that, that There's that another one. one that's a malaria drug. That was the one Trump was taking. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, it's not ivermectin. It's ivermectin and... Oh, God. What the hell was it? You know, when we were at the, at the internet company, <laughs> there was a guy that walked in with a Vietnam vet hat. He walked in. He said, this shit sounds like malaria to me. You ought to do... It starts with an H. Uh, hydro, hyper, hy- something like that. I can't even remember what the hell it was, but that was that's what Trump was saying. He was taking. I'm taking these pills mm-hmm. and these shots. Yeah, well, the problem was is like uh, fifty cents a dose, and nobody was getting rich on it. Right. I can't. I Google's not working. The Google's search. I, I should use DuckDuckGo or something, but Google's not letting me search it. No. <clears throat> what the hell was it? It was something with an H, right? I don't remember. Anyway. It's the other one. There was two. I remember yeah. and something. Hydro, hyd, uh, hydro hydroxychloroquine. Yes, yeah. that one. Yep. Yeah. So that's what. So this guy. That's what my dad before, took. He got before better. even two weeks to flatten the curve. This guy came into our office with his with his Vietnam vet hat, 
And he's like, sounds like malaria to me. He goes, take some hydro. He goes, stock up on this hydroxychloroquine. And as soon as you start feeling down, you take that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just remember the name and I, I wish I could remember the guy, but, uh, it was, just, it was the same thing. He's like, that's, that's all it is. It is malaria. Hmm. But anyway, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned you're afraid of like real commitment. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you this. What did I learn? Things going to be gold. I told you. <laughs> I do. I do go through the uh, quite a, a considerable amount of vehicles. So. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and other than that, I mean, like you got every single guy's place here. You got bad dudes, video games, and we're gonna play bad dudes and then go look at guns. Old, that that, that sounds like a good basement. Afternoon. All right, so Sam, your weekly test. Oh, here we go. Your weekly test part number. Um. Part number 91 ACP. 91. It's a pliers. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? what is this? ACP. I, I give him a snap on part number and see if he knows it off the top of his head. Is it needle nose? <laughs> nope. Wow. This is, I think, the first one he failed. 91 ACP. It's All I know is it's pliers. Nine inch adjustable channel locks. Oh, well, that's why I don't sell that fucking bullshit. I sell, oh, I sell Nipex all day. Oh, I see. Snap-on slip joint pliers. Do not buy them. PSA, you heard it here first. Snap-on guy, do not buy snap-on slip joint pliers. Buy Nipex. Or, <laughs> as some people like to say, K-Nipex, but it's German. It's Nipex. But apparently, if you go on their Instagram, it's K-Nipex, which is bullshit. It's Nipex. What's the difference? The case silent. What's the difference? Yeah. Like, one's like Fisher Price and one's like legit good shit. But yeah. they're both the same price. Yeah. Well, I think the I think now I think the snap ons a little higher, but yeah, both the, about the same price. Buy the Nipex. Gotcha. Well, I used to break a pair of channel locks every month, and finally I was like, Sam, what I a- what I sell you Nipex exactly. So and I've never broke them. I'm I'm the kind of guy like I'm how'd you s- break them? Uh, will you grab onto something and then you hammer on the pliers oh. and use it as like a puller? I got you. Okay. So, I thought you were barehanded breaking these things. You're oh, no, no, no. Like no. I mean, there's guys out there that can do that. but Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm using a hammer. <laughs> no. Like, I, I, I'm straight up. I haven't seen anybody do it with channel locks, but I've I have broken myself those gas station pliers. Right. Channel lock pliers. I'll, I'll sell you the best tool for the job. It doesn't have to say snap-on on it. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Well. Is that it? Well, we got questions that we didn't ask, but that's fine. I, oh, we're uh, two hours and thirty five minutes into this. Oh, this one. is a, congratulations on being on the longest podcast, the longest we, one. Surely you guys are going to edit this. No, <laughs> we do no editing. You just throw it out hey. there to the ether. Yep. <laughs> so, well, one more story here. I, I I think I told Nate this, but so <laughs> you talked about your dad being sick. That reminded me of the my first impression of your father. M- my so, father? No, no, Nate. Nate's father. Okay. So I they have these like religious retreats in Effingham and, uh, Oh, the men's I, group thing. Yeah. I went to one. It was and, a Camp Walter Scott. Yes. Right? And the last day you have like a mass and his dad wasn't on the weekend, but he came to play music. And this dude rolls up, got longer hair and glasses. And you don't know if he just got off his Harley or a, or a micro bus. 
Okay. And he's got or leather. If he was like the cigar store Indian. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> He's, he's, yeah, he's got the big he's got a leather jacket clothes. on a leather jacket on and he plays his guitar upside down okay because he's left-handed yes okay and i was just the whole time i was just like this is the coolest dude i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> so then like fast forward a year later we'll go on another religious retreat thing and he's there and you know they you get some like time around a campfire kumbaya I was like, do you know Nate Thompson? He looks at me and goes, that depends on why you're asking. <laughs> and I said, did, well, did he tell you some people swing at me when I say that? <laughs> and I was like, well, he was just in the Jeep club with me. I just kind of know him. You know, your last name is Thompson. You're from Sigal. And, you know, Nate's, you know, in T-Town. I just figured you might know him. He's like, well, he's like, my son has introduced me to a lot of prestigious people in the Effingham and Shelby County area, <laughs> and they all happen to be officers. <laughs> you know, my dad does like to walk around uh, our shop, and you know, I got a place in Shelbyville, and, and he does like to walk around and go, Man, you've come a long way from living in that Trans Am. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pops. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh shoot. shoot! Well, all right. Well, Nate, thanks for joining. Yeah, us. thanks for being on. Hey, maybe thanks this, for having me. Maybe this won't be the last time. <laughs> we uh, we really enjoyed it. We gotta we gotta do this again sometime. Well, if you guys want to have some laughs, let me know when Toops is on. Yeah, hundred percent. I've been on a podcast with Toops. The one uptown. Yeah, yeah. We gotta do that sometime. Yeah. We need Toops on here. So. <laughs> You guys won't get a word in edgewise. He's, he's good shit. He's good shit. We'll we'll just sit back and listen. I'll just play with the with the mixer board and, and let you guys just talk. Continue to get just my mind, just everything I believed in life, just ruined. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. I don't even want to call it re-educate. Uh, I just want to, like I tell my kids, when you get out of school, I'll fix it. We'll... Yeah, isn't there like somebody said like I was educated once? It took me years to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 12 years of wasted time. Well, guys, thanks for riding along on the longest one ever. Uh, we appreciate you. Again, please like, comment, subscribe. Email us at askshortstorylong at gmail.com. Get a hold of us on the Facebook page. Dozer will respond since I won't. So, yeah. You guys got to let me know if anybody actually listened to the whole thing. If you if you listen to this whole thing, email in pancakes. And yeah, that yeah you, email in pancakes. We'll I get will you give you shirt. an American Fiber shirt. Oh, hell yeah. I need one of those too. Which, by the way. Let's get an order going there. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll put American Fiber shirts on the podcast store. How about that? Yeah, I'll have Dozer print them. All righty. Well. Wait, wait. Before we go, can you give me the origin story of Dozer? Uh, so is this a Ghostbuster thing? So, Are you a bulldozer? No, no, no. Episode two. <laughs> go back to episode two. We already did this. So yeah. basically, we'll, we'll, we'll recap it. If, okay. if you can, if you can believe it or not, I've always been a uh, heavier set person, <laughs> and I know it's hard to tell now. But <laughs> uh, in second grade, we were playing kickball, and Justin Repke was trying to keep me from going home. And I ran right through him like there was nothing there. And they started calling me Bulldozer, and I hated it because they are basically making fun of me. Right. And it just turned into Dozer. And, I mean, it's everybody, grandparents, everybody. I mean, I dated a girl in high school. Her dad didn't even know my real name. <laughs> so that's, yeah, well, that's where it's at. It started. As a fellow chubby. Yeah, I know. Husky. The My mom si- says I'm Husky. A pant-sized pant name Husky was the... 
cause of you much know, of my anger as, when, as a child. When you go to St. Anthony and have a dress code, you have to wear khakis and you have to buy adult khakis in like sixth grade and have your grandma cut the legs off of them because you can't buy the legs short enough. That's husky life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You have to buy grown-ass men pants I know. and have I, them cut down. When guys say, ooh, waistline's bigger than your inseam. <laughs> oh shit! Piss off, man! <laughs> Suck a dick! <laughs> I'm there too. I think everyone never realized that, but I I have really short legs though, so it's not that. I'm short legs. I got short I, legs. I've only got a 30 inch inseam as a six foot tall person. I got a 32 inch inseam, but my Jesus waist size Christ, is you're much. Like the, well, who's the fucking swimmer that had that like super long torso with well, like midget legs? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking Cotton Hill. <laughs> well, I'm going, I I'm, killed fitty men. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no legs for my knees down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Oh shoot. Alright, well, thanks again for riding along with us. Nate, thanks for joining us. It was a good time. So anytime. We'll have, later, we'll have to do this again soon. See you guys. See you. Everything to you You say you want to start something new And it's breaking my heart You're leaving